welcome to episode 72 of the Muck Podcast, where we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary. Hi. Hi. Well, we just took us about a minute and a half to get through the opening because Tina... So we're recording on Monday. Yes. Tina was a little sick all weekend. Yes. Little, a lot sick. A lot sick. Scary. Scared the fuck out of me. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Please don't apologize. Oh my God. I feel awful. Don't apologize. But it's so weird to be sitting here on a Monday. Yes. And I feel everything. I feel like our Insta's off. Like everything's off. Yes. So I didn't think about that until this morning that we hadn't posted all weekend because usually I usually do. And I thought to myself, maybe I should have picked up. (laughs) I should have picked it up the slack because (laughs) Tina was sick. But I was like, fuck it. You know, I was even thinking if we didn't, if we weren't going to be able to record, I was like, we'll put the first episode out again and be like, here's a fucking re-release, yeah. bitch. Like, fuck it. It's I gonna be don't fu- care. Guess I what? don't care. You know what? I have seen podcasts that, that I listen to that I like, like uh, mm-hmm. Hashtag History and mm-hmm. other ones that have put up like, hey, emergency yeah. thing happened this week. Sorry, we'll be back next week. No biggie. Yeah. Like. You know, like, and it we've happens. been doing, we've been, we originally we were doing like two weeks between yes. shows. So we had two weeks. We always yes. had one in the bag. And then we stopped doing it because, I mean, honestly, I like being through the election. Yeah. Yes. We got to be able to talk about things that are happening. Yeah. So I'm glad that you're here and I'm glad that you're feeling yes, better. Yes. Thank you. Um, I feel so much better. I was good. telling you, I did I, a hallucinate. I woke up Ugh. and I swear to God, I saw the Grim Reaper sitting, <gasps> but a mini version. No. Wait, sitting. wait, wait, what? Like a, <laughs> like, so yeah, cute, like a, not scary. like a mini me squished up oh, uh, Grim God. Reaper on my laundry basket. What? Yes. But it was like, I wasn't afraid of it. And that, and then my, wait husband, a minute. my wait, husband came wait. in. Did he say, did the Grim Reaper say anything to you? He was upset with me. Yeah, because you weren't dying. No. Is that, well, okay. No, he was upset with me about, um, I guess like it was, it had to do with my job. Okay. And I said, uh, and I said to my, I told my husband the story and he was like, are you out of your mind? You're telling me that. And I said, I'm just telling you, I'm telling you like this, what happened. And I, I said, I guess I'm a, this terrible person. And he's like, like, what is wrong with you? And then, yeah. so I, I said, I just must have work on the, on my, yeah, well, you've got on a my lot going brain on. Yes. and it's, yes. you know, so it Girl. just made me laugh, but it was like, it was cute. Yeah. It's not so scary when he's a mini guy. No, he was like no. this squishy. He was like a squishy version. That's adorable, actually. Of the Grim Reaper. Yeah, I'm pretty obsessed with the Grim Grim Reaper. Yeah, and then yeah. I, I, it was very odd. And then, but when I looked at my hamper, the, the way that the clothes were at yeah. the top, like it kind of made sense that that's like what <laughs> oh my, my mind. Saw. It's just is whatever. The best. Oh my god, I'm a well, fucking mess, girl. I'm glad that you're here. <laughs> um, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to say today. I'm glad we're recording today. I was going to say this yesterday we recorded, but now we are recording on his birthday. It is Alfredo's <gasps> birthday today. Alfredi. Our executive producer oh. and BFF forever, Alfredo. Uh, He's so lovely. I love him so much. So we went to his house on Friday for a little party, which you weren't able to be there I for. I know. I'm so sad. Girl, it was so much fun. So this is my third birthday I've celebrated with Alfredo. And every year they get better. I mean, yes. you know, last year was pandemic, so it was a drive through We did birthday. the drive through yeah. yes, which was lovely. Yes. And then I went back and had drinks with them by the pool after Aww. everybody drove away. I think there was a couple of us actually, but this was great because here's the deal. There's like 20 people there. Everybody's fully vaccinated. <gasps> so yes, we were by the pool. So oh. A couple people were inside, but everybody was fully motherfucking That's vaccinated. Nice. And I swear like halfway through, I was like, this is so back to normal. I can't yes. even stand it. 
I can't stand it. Well, I was I looking. Love, I was so happy. It, it, it's funny. I was looking at vaccination uh, rates and it's it's in a decline in Florida. Mm-hmm. Like people who are getting first dose. And, and, not, I, I, and not doing the second one? And not to, either not getting the second one or just now not even getting the first dose. Because I think there's like the responsible people that are like, okay, we're getting vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And then there's people like, oh, other people are vaccinated, whatever, you know. And, yeah. And that's going to cause a problem. Yeah. And it's like, can we just all get vaccinated so we can all just hang out? Can we have our lives yeah. back? Yeah. And have these beautiful oh my opportunities God. to oh. hang out and see people and... And catch up and tell yes. stories and talk about oh. how much we love each other. It was just so fucking remarkable <gasps> oh, and great. But I, I think it. the warning... I was scared to get my second shot because I just heard so much about what could possibly happen. And I, I remember when Alfredo even told me his side effects, which was like headache, a little bit of a fever, you know, nausea. I was like, and he said, but you wake up, you take a long nap, you wake up, you feel better. You're done. It's over. And I'm like, well, I can handle that. Like if that's the worst of it, I'm good. Yeah. And that's, I really was just very tired. I was nauseous and just really, really tired. That was it. You know, do the second fucking shot. Yes. Do the second shot. And then just go get your first one if you haven't. Yes. Um, then the other thing I want to do is just remind everybody that we had a little muck that came out on Friday. Uh, Gloria Pedro, yes. who is the um, one, the pu- public manager of the public policy for uh, Planned Parenthood, Great Plan- Plains Vote in Oklahoma. I mean, what and a Arkansas. great interview. Holy shit. Even when we were reading her bio, when I was reading the bio, you were like dancing. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> yes, because this is the kind of kind of people who are doing the work that is just so important yes and uh she reads everyone to filth on that fucking episode like she's talking about you know if you don't understand this this and this you really shouldn't be elected i remember when she said that i was like yeah and the whiny the whiny the whiny politicians like she just had some great little it was uh, fantastic one-liners in there that i loved she was wonderful i loved it i'm so glad she was on the show so go check it out if you have if you haven't heard yet it came out last friday um and go check out their social media they there's ways you can yes. you can contribute to Planned Parenthood Great Plains Vote or any local Planned Parenthood that you can find you can give them money you can volunteer for them you can you can find out what candidates in your area yes. they support so you can go work for them because protecting women's bodies and our autonomy to make decisions over our bodies is uh still a very important fight that of is the happening utmost, most important yeah so please please help a sister out yes. <laughs> okay thank you <laughs> um okay so you are first this week i am so excited Today, yes, I'm going to tell you the story of former Clark County Commission mm. Dario Herrera and Operation G Sting. Ooh, <laughs> I love it! I love it. Dario Herrera served on the Clark County Commission beginning in 1998, but when he's accused of taking bribes from a Las Vegas strip club owner, mm. Herrera is stripped of his position. Ooh. <laughs> So our story takes place in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah. You know, that glitz and glam of corruption. When you said Clark County, I was like, where is this? Where is this? And I just remembered that wasn't Michelle Fiore who I just covered. Wasn't, wasn't she Clark County? I think she may have yeah, been. I yeah, think she is. Yeah. Yep. So there were a couple of commissioners caught up in this, but I'm focusing primarily on Herrera. And I didn't find like a ton of stuff about his life prior mm-hmm. to the scandal, but 
I'm going to give you what I got. Okay. So according to a Fox News article, Herrera is originally from Miami, Florida. Mm. He found his way to Nevada when he attended college at the University of Nevada, where he played football back in 1991. And he entered politics shortly after finishing college when, when he won his first seat as a Democrat in the Nevada House serving from 1996 to 1998, and then winning the seat on the Clark County Commission in 1998. So he was around 25 years old and about 23 in the House seat. That's and incredible. I don't get how these young kids are doing this shit. You know, and at, those 20, are kids. Sorry. And at 23, I don't think I could have taken on the no. responsibility of a House seat. No. I really, I couldn't. No. I that- just, I did not have the maturity really and also uh or even like always, the wherewithal to like be able to fight for a bill or yeah. or understand the details so at that time mm-hmm. folks really liked Herrera and according to a New York Times article he came from humble beginnings so he's this guy who was raised by a single mm-hmm. uh immigrant mother from Cuba mm. you know and she worked two jobs she was um a maid, and she also worked as a hostess to, to support her family. He ends up getting the scholarship to play football at the university. So, you know, he's kind of moving up in the world and, right. and you know, seems to be doing, you know, all the right things like going to school. And he gets, I think it was a poli sci degree. And he's described in the article as a, quote, young and strapping politician who mm. was, quote, graced with chiseled good looks. Oh, boy. So he's this good looking guy. Great backstory. He's got the great backstory. He's mm. got this young, beautiful wife, the humble mm. beginnings, you know. So what's not to love, right? Like he's just like sort of fitting right in into this Nevada kind of life. We've all fallen and, for that can- candidate mm-hmm. before. I can think of one in particular who fucked up everything, but okay. Thank you. So as far as his congressional record from when he served, um, all I could dig up was his committee appointments when he had that first House seat. And he served on the Health and Human Services Committee, Judiciary, Commerce, Education, Elections and Procedures, and the Ethics uh, Committees. So that was the work he did, but I couldn't find anything about bills he put through, but he was only there for two years, so he was, you know, a pretty young yeah, you know, uh, legislator. So, and then he ended up having that county commission seat. When he did, what happened though is he got that um, county seat in 1998, and then in 2002 he ran again for a house seat for a different. I was going to say this district. is so. It's kind of odd to go from a state seat to back to a county seat, right? But it's that it, this is a big county, so I think it's like a big deal to have okay. that particular because you know how some counties are like. Yeah, you know, these powerhouse counties, yeah, yeah. and I think okay. that was the deal with this. Okay, but he ends up running for this other seat, this congressional seat in two thousand and two, mm-hmm. and campaigns at the time were citing some mucky behavior. Okay, from Herrera um, for his time as county commissioner. I feel like though these were coming from political ads, and you got to kind of take that with a grain of salt because we've seen this happen where the competing political campaign will take certain things and construe it a certain way to make a candidate look bad and they take things out of context so okay I don't know how much weight we want to put into like what these ads were doing from like the the other side but Mm -hmm. some of the things that they were saying was uh that he missed like a ton of meetings like wouldn't show up and so it was like you know they would have the ad where it would be like hello hello you know because he's not there yeah sort of thing um But then there were things that were confirmed by the New York Times in an article that said he allegedly took $40,000 for PR work 
uh, with the Las Vegas Housing Authority, mm. which he isn't allowed to do, and which the feds were looking into to make sure that he didn't use his political position to get that PR gig. Yeah. And like that, that it should have gone out to bid. And then they found out, um, according to a Las Vegas Review article by Jan Ann Morrison, further explained that he was appointed, but the board was not told. And this job, uh, like I said, didn't go out to bid. And so a little bit weird. And then in the end, HUD decides not to pursue the investigation and it kind of hmm. went away. So there was like, you know, some, a little kind of. So he was doing work like PR work that was when he's not a commissioner. Yes. Okay. Right. But yeah, still. But he's, yeah. No, not a good yeah. idea. Not yeah. a good idea. Then he supposedly took an $85,000 loan from a felon, but claimed he didn't know the guy was a felon. So things like that kind of overshadowed the campaign, and he ends up losing that campaign seat. But he still maintained that commissioner seat. Yes. So what happened? Mm. So back in in so back in two thousand two, when he ran, um, you know, people saw that he was up to the shady behavior, and so people start investigating specifically uh, the feds. And in two thousand and three is when he really gets exposed. So the feds discover that members of the Clark County Commission were taking bribes from lobbyists, and the lobbyists represented two different sets of strip clubs, hence the name Operation G-Sting, and it was also (laughs) referred to as Strippergate, (laughs) which is great. The FBI started investigating strip club owner Michael Gallardi and uncovered his plan to put his strip clubs in a more profitable position by bribing elected officials to help make that happen. How? What the hell was he going to, what was he asking them for? Like a, a better. Oh, oh I'm going to, okay. I'm going to get into it. Get Sorry. Into it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, weird. so, and they released notes that he and his associates would pay for political influence. And here's how that helped him by bribing the sitting commissioner, specifically Herrera, but also Kincaid Chauncey and Aaron Kenny. I'm focusing on Herrera here because he got more, he got more than money mm. and he was sort of. Lap dances? Oh, yes. And a little, <laughs> bit, a little bit more than that, girl. <laughs> and he was sort of this rising star that everybody loved. So, yeah. Um, but here is what the U.S. Department of Justice kind of said how this political influence worked. So the passage of a Clark County ordinance increased the separation between strip clubs from 500 to 1,000 feet. Mm. The issuance of zoning use permits and liquor license for Jaguars, which was one of his clubs. Okay. The controlling and harassing of Gallardi's business competitors. Mm. And the defeat of a proposed (laughs) ordinance that would have prohibited all touching between dancers and patrons except hand-to-hand tipping. So they wanted to restrict... Oh, my God. Why would they do that? What was going on? No, no, no. So it got defeated. Okay, but I mean, why? People, because, you know, people are like, oh, the, the, it should just be dancing. Get the fuck and out of not here. That's why you touching. go to the strip club, to get the Yeah, but even when they're dancing, dick. like, you shouldn't what? be able to, like, grab and touch. And, oh, touch the girls. Yes. I'm thinking the other way around. No, yeah, 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 yeah. No, okay. no, no, no. Sorry. And then apparently, <laughs> a, Sorry. Yeah, and apparently, a yeah. lot more things were happening well, in the yes. Back have you not seen Showgirls? I know. And then also concealing Naomi, from... Nomi the- is working for that <laughs> bill, honey. Concealing from the county commission and the citizens of Clark County the payments of money, property, and services from Gallardi to the public officials. And it describes over 16 payments made by Gallardi or Malone. So there was this guy, Malone, who used to be on the commission 
but was no longer as a commission and now was working as like this bag man in between for Golani oh and the commissioners. <laughs> oh and it happened between October of 2000 and November 2002. The payments to Herrera included frequent payments of thousands of dollars in cash, a $10,000 campaign contribution to Silver State Voter Contact, golf outings, and lap dances at Cheetah's. <laughs> payments to Kenny. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's pause oh, for we're a gonna, second. Oh, we're going to go into I, more of his stuff. I it's, think it's, that that is probably the best thing I've, we've ever said on this podcast. Lap dances for, as a payoff, yeah. is probably the greatest thing I've ever fucking oh, heard. Oh, oh. He got more than lap dances. I know, but lap dances even being included. Like, that's a thing on the list. It's on a list. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's incredible. That's incredible. (laughs) It's so funny. And then payments to Kenny. So there was this uh, Aaron Kenny, and uh, she received um, thousands of dollars in cash and a $10,000 campaign contribution. And one report noted that she got about $400,000 in bribes total holy shit from Gallardi, and that's just one of the commissioners yeah. meanwhile she's she's counting she's counting that four hundred thousand dollars and laughing at the dopey guy who traded that in for lap for dances. lap dances she's like you take your lap dances i'm taking the four hundred thousand holy Ooh, shit girl just men, you wait men and their dicks will never disappoint you just never you disappoint wait, <laughs> so uh payments to kincaid chauncey uh included payments of thousands of dollars in cash and this is I thought this was funny. $5,000 in tuition for her grandson's ski school. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> he had it was like some Olympic, like, hopeful. And so, like, to pay for that, wow. she got an additional 5000 So, according to several other articles, Herrera got more than, like I said, the uh, lap dances. Ma- uh, Mark Flatten reported for East Valley that Herrera also received sexual favors from dances at the clubs. <gasps> Oof. Uh. And he also reported that the scheme, um, that that was part of sort of the whole... Jesus like scam like to include that I, all I'm seeing is like crumpled up dollar bills being dumped on someone's desk this is four hundred thousand dollars like crumpled up dollar wow. bills that, that was in a g-string at one point yeah uh, probably that's insane so the charges so I couldn't find the official charge count from the case files but according to the U.S. Department of Justice he was charged with conspiracy mm. wire fraud um, and it was 10 counts according to a Fox Jeez. News article and extortion and that was eight counts according to Fox News and Herrera, according to a Tahoe Daily Tribune article, denied taking money. So this is the funny thing, is that uh, Gallardi had already testified that he gave about $200,000 to Herrera. And Herrera only coped to the sexual indiscretions. Mm. So some of those included receiving oral sex from one of Gallardi's employees while on a golf outing. Wow. And free lap dances. Uh, but denied some of the other sexual encounters that employees testified to. So different employees were like, oh, well, no, I, you know, uh, did this with him. I did that with him. He's like, no, that didn't happen. But I did this one thing and not the, you know, like he wasn't saying all of it happened. And he was like, I didn't take any money. I just, you know, was at the club and this thing happened. And that's how he kind of was trying to say, like, I'm not involved in this whole other thing. Mm, Dang. And he also denied being paid for votes and things like that because he would vote on the commission for certain things. He's like, no way, I didn't do that. Wow. But the feds were videotaping him from 2001 (laughs) and they caught him with Malone, that former commissioner. Yeah. And they see Malone handing him a stack of cash outside of 
you know, the, it, I don't remember where he was. I don't know if it was outside of the strip club, but it was somewhere. And Malone comes out with like a stack full of money and hands it to him. And uh, like the next day there's a vote on something. You know oh what I mean? Like, it's, come on, man. It's like, what's happening here? And um, Malone himself was quoted as saying this to Gallardi. You've had Dario from the beginning. I mean, dude, that's your person. Aaron's oh. your person. Marries your person, like all Whoa. those three commissioners. So, Holy shit! So they have they have all this taped evidence. Wow! And one of his friends, a Terry Lamaraglia, testifies against him as well. And according to the Las Vegas Sun, he said, "Quote: I love him, I miss him, and I'm going to hurt him." Oh my god! Sidebar: You have to testify, right? If it's your friend, like, what would you do? Like, I, I'm up. And, you know, we've been out, you see maybe exchanges of money, maybe we're at the bar and I'm comped, maybe I'm making a phone call, suddenly we're not paying for nothing. And then they're like, boom, we got to take you in and you got to go on the stand. Do you say, yeah, no, I've been out. I haven't seen her pay for a thing. Or are you like, Tina, I don't know. I got to, uh, let me say something right now. Cause the way you just set that up and you're looking in my eyes and you were kind of squinting, like, what would you do? <gasps> Honey, I'm not ratting in. on. No, I'm not ratting on you. I can tell right now with that Italian, like I, you're the way that fucking evil. I was just looking at me. I was scared. You are like one of the sweetest people on earth, but you were the way you were just like, and then they come to you, and I'm like, I'm shaking. I'm fucking shaking. No, Tina, I would never rat you out, bitch. Never. Ride or die, Tina. Dang. Ride or die. These two were besties, even though there was a near like 20 year difference. But, you know, they lunched together. They hung out together. And he testified to a lot of the strip club hijinks. He noted that Herrera would come in through the back door. He Mm. would make a phone call and the tab would be covered. And Herrera would be like, hey, lawyers, politicians, come party with me at the strip club. Ring, ring, ring. Oh, we ain't paying for it. Boom. Out. Like, and everybody's partying, getting drinks, getting comped, getting lap dances. Yeah. So they probably all love Herrera and think like this guy's amazing because, you know, they're partying with him all the time. Oh, my God. I mean, um, and then the same article notes that according to La Miraglia, Herrera drove luxury cars, had a really nice uh, designer set of clothing, and was living this party lifestyle, but he and his wife were taking home about $200,000, which is a lot, but it's not a lot for like that kind of lifestyle. Right, right, right. You know? Yes. So the article um, lists the various strip clubs and topless bars where hundreds of dollars in bills were comped. He also claimed to have seen Herrera either receive envelopes or come out of a room with an envelope, though he did say he never saw the contents. But others claim that this friend made the whole thing up. Mm. So... You know, yeah. Again, that's one of those. Well, was the friend in trouble at all, or no? No. Okay. Well, that's yeah. He's not covering for himself, right? All right. So the sentencing, according to the U.S. Department of Justice, Herrera was sentenced to fifty months in prison, mm. fifteen thousand dollar fine, sixty thousand dollars forfeiture of assets. Wow. Kincaid uh, Chauncey was sentenced to thirty months, seventy five hundred dollars fine. $19,000 forfeiture of assets. Erin Kenny, so she pleaded out. So she, um, like the guy uh, that they were, the strip club owner, 
she immediately confessed mm. and was like, I will take, cause she took a lot of money. So she's like, I'll take whatever deal you want. And she ratted the other two out Dang. from the beginning. And the other two, Herrera and Kincaid Chauncey were like, no, 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 this is all lies. And Kincaid Chauncey still to this day, she was like in her sixties. She was like a grandma who worked at her church was like, uh, deny, deny. She still denies it. She was sentenced to 30 months, you know, um, but Aaron Kenny ended up with 30 months as well. Um, and that was sort of her deal. And she owed back money. And it, later on, it came out like so she had never paid that money. And they were trying to go after her for what she said that she would pay and all of this. And I don't know how that panned out. Um, then U.S. Attorney uh, uh, Bogdan had this to say about the whole case. It is the government's responsibility to ensure that public officials perform their duties in a fair and unbiased way. And they, they are seen doing so. The cutting out of corruption has been and remains one of the top priorities of the United States Attorney's Office for the District of Nevada. Mm. And he also noted, one thing you can't change is what was said on those tapes. The jury looked at the evidence and said, we're not going to take this anymore. And U.S. District Judge Larry Hicks said that this was, quote, bribery at the worst level. And 10 years later, Herrera had this to say, according to an interview with 8 News Now, quote, I accomplished great things and that I did. Then I did some terrible things and failed miserably and spectacularly and over and over and over again. Mm. So the aftermath, um, he began serving in January 2007, and he was released by the spring of 2009. So he didn't serve a lot of time. And now he runs this marketing company, and he's also a motivational speaker where he goes (laughs) and talks to people about, you know, making a life again after federal prison and stuff like that. So he's definitely (laughs) not suffering. Yeah. So some uh, points of interest, several articles noted that uh, then Senator Harry Reid of Nevada Mm. took a shine to uh, Herrera, saw a strong political future for him until he proved to be on the take. And then everyone sort of was like, back away, back away, Mm -hmm. back away from this guy. Um, An LA Times article described one of the strip club raids where the feds came in. So they like raided these strip clubs and they were like, the next thing you know, is like battering rams in there. It's like guns in everybody's faces Jesus. and like everyone's screaming at the Boobs strip club. bouncing around. Uh, yeah. Everyone is freaking out. <laughs> Jesus. Um, very dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as part of his plea deal, uh, Gallardi agreed to forfeit $3.85 million Dang. Because he basically wanted a monopoly on the strip club business. And that's like by getting the commissioners to sort of, you know, kind of defeat the other competitors who wanted to build strip clubs and then to allow him to have the two biggest ones in the area. Mm -hmm. He's making all this money. And if people can touch and do all the stuff, they're rolling in the dough. Wow. So in 2012, Herrera ended up facing domestic battery charges in California um, because he was trying to reconcile his marriage and all this stuff. Oh my God, leave her alone, bro. One article noted, and I thought this was so great, that the money, when they would exchange the money, was put in those, um, the purple crown royal bags. Oh yeah. And when I grew up, my grandpa, that's what we put our marbles in. That's what we had our cards in because like my grandpa always had those around. (laughs) So I was like, oh, like, I don't know if that's just like an Italian thing to have those around the house or. We didn't have them, but my brother does now. My brother drinks Crown Royal. I always see them at his house. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Um, And um, this I thought was interesting. Mm -hmm. So while Gallardi was offering his employees to folks like Herrera, you know, like for, you know. 
uh, extracurriculars. Yes. He claimed that he actually hooked up with Aaron Kenny uh-uh. on six different occasions. Yeah. Like, Holy shit. Yeah, because, and she, um, on a couple articles was like, I really need money, this and that. And so, and she was what? married. She was married with kids and everything. Boy. Ooh, she was hooking up with the strip club owner for cash. Mm. And Gallardi was also hooking up uh, lawyers at his clubs. And the funny thing is, is so they were all caught up in this too. And one of the lawyers took off out of the country. <laughs> this is like a thing with like the last couple of uh, people that I've covered. Took off yeah. out of the country. They find him. They bring him back like years later. And he's got to like serve his time. Jesus. But some random like lawyer, I think from like the DA's office or something, <laughs> oh was God. caught up in the scandal. <laughs> and that's the story of Dario Herrera, the corrupt commissioner from Las Vegas. I can't wait to see his picture. Very excited about yes. that. Yes. I need to pull up a picture of my person real quick because there's a special picture I want to show you. But you're going to lose your mind when I tell you who I'm covering Oh, today. I can't wait. <laughs> Hold on. I just want to make sure I have this picture uh, ready to show you. Okay. Today. <gasps> <laughs> Sit tight. Sit back and relax, my sick darling. I know. I need to. I, goodness gracious. Because I can't wait to get this scream on tape. Oh, my God. I am covering former governor of Florida. <gasps> Charlie Chris. (laughs) Charlie Chris, good job. Oh my God. Oh my God. So I almost I was in so I had I had a short little visit to the ER. Yes. And while I'm sitting, first of all, I walk in the room and they have Fox News. On, on the screen, you know, like they're, they're like, come lay down here. I said, you gotta, I, I said, you need to change that. I, I, I said, I can't, I can't. And, and, and I said, it's the devil station. <laughs> oh, and the nurse like laughed and she changes it. And the next thing you know, Charlie Crist is on the screen and I almost <laughs> wanted to take my phone out and send you a picture. Like, why <laughs> is this happening to me yeah. in the hospital? Like, I don't, this isn't going to help me heal. Yeah. I love that you're covering. Yeah. Him. Well, you know, so Charlie against all my hopes and dreams has announced that he's going to run for governor again of the I, state of Florida. Like, why? Why? Well, because he's got to do it, Tina. He's got a hard on for that office. Why? I, I be, Nobody well, wants him there. Who? Gonna, who? Uh, in his are life? you kidding? That's all I see now are people talking about how they want him there. And it's fucking incredible to me because Nikki Freed, who is going to be the other candidate, has not come out. And I, I you know, God bless her heart. But Anna Eskamani announced last week she is not going to run for the seat, and I, I, I it broke my heart. And she's she's filed to run again for house seat. She'll I win. Know she, I know she. We needs, need her but there. we need her there. We need we her do, there. and I and I understand that. But we need a really strong progressive. We need somebody. Del Demings. I don't think she's going to run. Del Demings would be great. But if it is Nikki Freed, we're going to make our get fried with free shirts because yeah. she, I she's got to win over Chris. Oh well, let's get into this. <gasps> fried with Freed. Burns crisp to a crisp. No. (laughs) I mean, I don't want any of this. I don't want either of those shirts, to be honest with you. Why can't we ever have anybody good? I don't know. But all I know is that we need a Democrat who's going to fucking really go hard progressive. Right. We need someone who's going to be good on the issues and just take those chances. This middle of the road moderate or... We had... Andrew Gillum was pretty progressive. We had a good shot with, with... 
We had a good shot. With Are you Kayla. okay with that microphone over there? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm just, sorry. I feel we, like you're hanging we, off for dear life. I'm like, <laughs> poor thing's about to fall out the chair, off the chair. We had such a good shot with Gillum, and it was close. Yeah, it was like a tenth or something. It was of a very, very, very close. And and you saw but how nasty you saw how fine, nasty. Fine, but Charlie Crist ain't ain't fucking Gillum, bro. That's what I mean. I mean and, and 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 you remember, please, dear God, you remember the 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 little meet and greets with all those different candidates and Gillum. Oh no, it was what was it was it, it just incredible. Yeah, we what Chris Chris is like a like a washed out old rag. Oh God, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> no, he, I know. You know I what know. I mean? Yes, it, it's Burnt time. Toast. It's just, it's good to get it. Go. We don't want him. They're we still don't need him. They, there was an article in the paper today. Anthony Mann for the Sun Sentinel wrote an article today, and our good friend uh, Commissioner uh, Javi, Sabrina Javiana is quoted in it. And there's a there's a guy named Foreman. I can't remember his first name right now. He's a Broward guy. He's like Charlie's got name recognition. Oh my god! And Sabrina goes, I'm in my 20s, in my early 20s. I'm telling you, my friends that vote do not know who Charlie Crist is. That nobody, nobody no knows. I'm just and they tell don't you straight care. Out, nobody knows who he is. And they so don't stop. Care. So stop this now. Yeah. Right? Okay. So let's get into. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. And I, and on the issues he's. You know, we're going to get into why I don't like him, why I think he's oh, there not are some a great things, political there are guy. There some things I, I did remember but, but about I also, him. I also have a, par- a problem with a party, the Florida Democratic Party, and Democrats that are in the party who, just because someone changes parties, all of a sudden we welcome them with o- open arms. No. And they obviously flip-flop. They obviously don't. Like, what's their moral compass? That I'm looking for that. And you have to look at their record. Yes. What did they do to benefit the state? What did he do to benefit the state? So, and so if he didn't do anything... Get out. There, there's, Sorry. You have as, to earn a yeah. spot. You have to earn people's trust. And it doesn't just have a D by your name. Yes. Doesn't mean now you get our trust. Right. What are we, Republicans? Mm. Sorry. All right, bitch. Let's go. So Charlie Chris was born in Altoona, Pennsylvania on July 24th, 1956. His name is adapted from the original Greek name Christodoulos. Doulos. Doulos. Christodoulos. <laughs> That's probably so wrong. Oh, God. I just love Greek. Are we going, Tina? We're going to Greece, right? Oh. Thank you. As a child, Chris moved to St. Petersburg, Florida, where he attended Riviera Middle School, and he graduated from St. Petersburg High School in 1974. I want to give a shout-out to my family that lives in St. Pete, especially my sister-in-law, Diana, who listens to the show. What's oh. up, bitch? What's up? Love you, Diana. Okay, sorry. Is that Michael Jackson? Uh-oh. Canceled, Tina. You're canceled. now canceled. I forgot. Dang it. He attended Wake Forest University for two years, while at Wake Forest, Chris was a walk-on quarterback for the Demon Deacons no. during his freshman and sophomore years before transferring to Florida State University in Tallahassee. And look at this picture of Charlie Chris playing football. What? <laughs> Who is that? What? Can you believe he this picture? He doesn't like, look for like... a split second, it looked like an old, like, Burt Reynolds. Yes. Or, Who is know? that? Like, it's like, I'm like, what? That's, That's Char- not him. That's fucking Charlie Chris, bitch. No. You know what it is? Because we're used to that white yeah, hair. I know, but even his... Hey. Yeah. And by the way, Charlie Crist is shorter than me. Like, he's a tiny guy. Oh, that's why he's quarterback. I guess. I don't know anything about football. I don't really either. All he knows is the quarterbacks are tiny. Or is it the dude that kicks? 
I don't fucking know. Uh, who cares? Football. <laughs> who cares? So, okay. Chris earned his undergraduate degree from Florida State, where he was elected vice president of the student body and became a member of the Pi Kappa Alpha fraternity. He received his Juris Doctor from Samford University, Cumberland, Cumberland Law School, I believe, or School of Law, which I think was in Alabama when I looked it up. Sorry. After graduating from Cumberland Law, School of Law in 1981 uh, and passing the bar on his third attempt... Chris was hired as general counsel to counsel to minor league baseball, which was headquartered in St. Pete. So he was always drawn to politics and his, he was, a, he was a candidate for public office for the first time in 1986 in the Republican primary for a state Senate losing in Pinellas County. Okay. So lose his first seat after losing the runoff. Chris joined his brother-in-law in private practice in St. Pete, but soon returned to politics as an aide on the successful 1988 United States Senate campaign of Connie Mack, the third whom he has since described as a political mentor. Connie Mack is from the Fort Myers area. Yes, Do you know that family? I remember. Long, I, I remember. Yeah. Yes. The bond, remember, he, he, I think it was Connie Mack III, the one that he marries, uh, or the, his son maybe, marries Sonny Bono's widow. Yes. Remember that whole thing? Okay, whatever. That's a whole other podcast story. Yes. So in 1992, Christ was elected to a two-year term to the Florida Senate from the 20th District, which encompassed parts of St. Petersburg and South Tampa. He defeated longtime incumbent Democratic State Senator Helen Gordon Davis of Tampa, 58.3% to 41.41%. His victory was credited with helping to end the Democratic Party's 128-year control of the Florida Senate as the Republicans netted three seats in 1992, resulting in a 2020 tie between the parties. Now, when we say the 120-year hold for the Democrats, we're talking about Southern Democrats, right? Like, remember, that was the whole... Yeah. Okay. So Chris was known as a law and order senator sponsoring legislation requiring inmates to serve at least 85% of their sentences before becoming eligible for parole. He also supported teacher salary increases, charter schools, and a specialty license plate for Everglades conservation. He's a big environmentalist. I don't know if you know that. He is. So in 1994, listen, we're going to walk the edge here, okay? I'm just telling you we're going to walk the edge. But there's going to be things where, like, yeah, yeah, he's wishy-washy, but there's other things where he's he is a moderate okay. Republican, right? Okay. Okay. But it's the wishy-washy yes. and the running and running and running that fucking make me nuts, yeah. right? Okay. So in 1994, Chris was reelected to a four-year term in the Senate, defeating Democrat Dana Lynn Maley. Okay. So in 2000, he was elected Education Commissioner of Florida, a position he held until it became an appointed position in 2003, and as a result, which was because of a constitutional amendment. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in 2002, he runs for Attorney General, and he wins. His candidacy was supported by the host of America's Most Wanted, John Walsh, um, while he was Attorney General. He, civil rights and consumer groups praised Chris for expanding the attorney general's powers during his time in office. These powers enabled him and future attorney generals attorneys general to have greater power to prosecute civil rights and fraud cases. Okay. Chris also worked to com- combat spam email, freeze utility rates and de- telecom deception and protect the environment. Okay. Okay. Those all sound like, you know, good Great. things. Yes. So in 2006, he runs for governor for the first time as Republican and he beats the Democrat nominee, Jim Davis. So now He's the governor of Florida yes. as a Republican. So some of the, some of the couple of the issues that uh, where he took stances as a governor. So his stance on abortion has always been unclear, right? It's whatever, like he licks his finger, sticks it to the wind. Yeah. Like where the fuck should I go? Yeah, it's not hard. I, it's though, not to hard, take but a, it's, a, it's a clear position though. It's all. It's also the time when abortion was like, well, if it's rape or incest, then yes, it's okay. But I, I, that's how Republicans were. 
yes, yeah. it's okay for us. You know, you, that's how it used to be. And then that door got kicked open oh, with uh, like Huckabee and all these motherfuckers that were running Ugh. for president. And all of a sudden it was like all rape or all abortion's bad, yeah. right? So, so disgusting. Yeah. And so while well, in 1995, when he was in the Florida Senate, Chris joined with two Democrats in the Senate Health Care Committee in voting against a proposal for a mandatory 24-hour waiting period before a woman could have an abortion, resulting in a 3-3 tie vote and the bill's defeat. So he did side with Democrats on that. Okay. In 1998, while running for the U.S. Senate, Chris wrote in a Tampa Bay Times questionnaire that, quote, I believe that a woman has the right to choose, but but would prefer only after considera- careful consideration and consultation with her family, her physician, and her clergy, not her government, end quote. Okay. Okay. Great. In a, in a debate that year, he said he did not support a constitutional amendment banning abortion. In 2006, while running for governor, Chris said he did not support overturning Roe v. Wade and opposed the 24-hour uh, waiting period. Okay. Okay. Great. That seems clear. Okay. Oh, God. So, LGBTQ rights. In 2006, as a proposed state constitutional amendment banning same-sex unions was headed to the ballot in Florida, Chris said that such an amendment was unnecessary because state law already barred same-sex marriages. But in September 2005, Chris had signed a petition for the amendment during the Republican primary at the Christian Coalition's request, right? So he's saying one thing behind closed doors, he's doing something else. Yeah, no. He said in a campaign, his campaign materials at the time when he was running for governor said he supported traditional marriage, quote unquote traditional marriage. In 2008. I hate that. Yeah. But in in 2008, he voted for the amendment, which passed. Um, In a debate and a radio talk show appearance in 2006, Chris indicated support for civil unions. As governor, Chris de-emphasized the marriage issue, saying in a late 2007 CNN appearance, quote, it's not an issue that moves me. I'm just a live and let live kind of guy. And then he told the Orlando Sentinel in 2008 that the issue is not a top-tier issue for him. I mean, it might be a top-tier issue for well, LGBTQ yeah. folks, you fucking dick, yeah. who you're supposed to be representing. So yeah. how about you take a stand on that? I mean, like, I, it, I see you're trying to distance yourself to yeah. say, like, oh. Plus, but it's but the 2005-2006, you have to remember, too, like, that whole time was when he was governor was George W. Bush was pushing that amendment he wanted a constitutional amendment on the federal level for this and so that all these states started doing that and he and chris was a part of that demanding that florida had that constitutional amendment at the time you know because he was trying to play to the fucking president yes that's what was happening of course Um, chris initially supported florida's ban on same-sex adoption that's another thing which had been in place since 1977. <sighs> he publicly expressed support for the ban from the time he was attorney general in 2006 to his campaign for the U.S. Senate in 2010, even after some state legislators proposed dropping the ban in 2007. In 2008, in the case uh, of in regard of Gill, a Miami-Dade judge struck down the ban as unconstitutional. So it went away anyway, but he was still pushing for it to stay. As the case proceeded through appeals, Chris expressed support for the ban as late as February 2010, but by June 2010, expressed openness to changing Florida law to allow same-sex adoption, saying a better approach, quote, would be to let judges make that decision on a case-by-case basis, end quote. So within four months. Yeah, so how, how can you trust him? Right. It's like, where you can't do you stand trust, now? Yeah, you cannot uh, trust someone who... who is fickle and just goes where the wind goes, right. like you said. You, I mean, and he's still like this today. Yeah, I, I mean, how how do you ensure that he's going to do what's right for the issues that you believe in as a constituent yeah. when you don't know from one month to the next? Right. It's one thing if it was like twenty years ago. Okay, well, over time, this is now my position, but 
No, by a few months is, is always this is eleven years ago. You know, I mean, but but you're oh yo, saying, yo yes, yeah, the, between February a, and June. Yeah, come on, bitch. Yeah, please. That you can't base any no faith on that. No. So the 2008 presidential election, Chris Chris was endorsed by John McCain during his governor's race. So of course he's fully supporting McCain and not Obama in the presidential election. The day before the general election, Chris held a campaign event with McCain in Jacksonville. Later, when the Republican presidential primary debates were held in St. Pete, Chris embraced McCain. Also, he was trying to become the VP candidate. Yes. Okay, so just let's remember oh, that too. He really wanted, he was on that short list to be McCain's yes. VP. Sorry, other things, Charlie. Yeah, and other things were going on behind the scenes of why he didn't get picked, which we'll get into much later, but he really wanted that. Um, also remember former New York city mayor, Rudy Giuliani was running at the time and he had also campaigned f- uh, for Chris during his governor's race. So he was trying to get Chris to endorse him too, you know, Giuliani, which I thought was funny. Okay. Giuliani. Um, and I mean, <laughs> raid. It's just ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> I can't wait till we cover all of they them. They have all fallen. My dog, my darling. Oh. So McCain won the Florida primary by five percentage points on October 28th, 2008. Chris extended early voting hours of operation and declared that a quote state of emergency exists due to a record voter turnout and resultant in resulting in hours long waits as location at locations throughout the state. Remember people were voting for yes. Obama. Yeah. It was great. People were fucking going it, nuts. To vote I, for Obama. I remember standing in line. Me too. I, I remember just had stand, my daughter. I remember standing oh, in line and I believe actually for whatever reason we ended up voting because we did early voting and mm-hmm. either early voting lines were no, crazy. It was long. insane. And uh, we ended up in Pompano. Did you? Yeah, and we you know ended up in Pompano and we waited and I just I remember standing outside and I remember looking around and mm. just like in all of joy, it. this joy. Oh, everybody was fucking lined up to vote for I have guy. a photo of my husband on election night and and him in front of the TV like when when the thing comes out and he he's like Oh my it's god, so, so good. Oh yeah. my god. Oh. The best. I woke up. I fell asleep because I had a little baby. Oh. She was only like a few weeks old. And I had fallen asleep and uh, my husband at the time was working nights and he comes home and the, the, the news was still on. I'd fallen asleep before the television and he comes home at like, I don't know what time it was, one or two in the morning and it woke me up and I looked up and I see the screen and I fucking flipped. <laughs> I flipped out. He was disappointed, but <laughs> bye. <laughs> see you later. It was the best. Um, okay. So okay. after Obama wins, on November 12th through the 14th, 2008, Christ hosted the Republican Governors Association annual meeting in Miami. Okay. So now a couple days, you know, <sighs> a week after the, the election. Yes. So this, there was a speculation about the meeting's tone, right? Because now we've lost the White House and blah, blah, yes. blah. Then Alaska Governor Sarah Palin, who was the VP nominee, she was a featured participant and speaker. Oh, so God, Chris God. gives a speech at this conference and he says this, quote, listen to the voters and serve. So he says this party can no longer hope to reach Hispanics, African-Americans and other minority groups. We need to just do it. Embracing cultures and lifestyles will make us, by the way, lifestyles is referring to to gay uh, LGBTQ and that's not a lifestyle. So let's fix that first of all. Okay. So embracing cultures and lifestyles will make us a better party and better leaders. This desire for inclusiveness is near and dear to my heart. Last week, the American people made a choice. And this week, if we choose to call ourselves leaders, if we truly endeavor to serve with a servant's heart for the people who count on us, then we too must work together, listen to one another and learn from the leaders who made the kind of history the American people deserve. Okay. So he's appealing to 
Now, again, the Republican Party was still wacky. Where this yeah. is post Newt Gingrich, yes, pre Trump, yes, right. But we still had like Boehner was leading the, the yes. right. Like we and had this all is, that, and we have a whole uh, party that's flipping out because there's you know a black, a black man, man in the White House. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I know. I know. Ugh, I know. So he's you know he's kind of. Trying. Yeah, he's on. He's in the middle. He's walking the middle. Yeah, he's but trying I feel to do this like, thing. I feel like it's like okay. Well, now we're going to now now we're going to reach out to groups that we wanted nothing to do yeah. with because we need them, right? So like, or is it like it's like it, it's almost it's like to use them to exploit them to right? You know? Well, yeah. Not, how do you no? Well, that's what politics you know what I mean? is. How do we yeah. get this group to vote right. for us? And they've he, done it, by the way. They've gotten all of these Hispanics are now they do vote. Uh, Republican, yeah. In Florida, look at Miami Dade. Yeah. Um. So sometime after this, there was a major hurricane in Florida. I I I should have looked up and looked at the name, but Charlie Chris, oh Wilma. I don't know. I one of them, but, but oh, Barack Obama, President Obama comes to yes. Florida because yes. the state of emerging. He lands here. I believe it was in the Fort Myers, maybe the Tampa area. And Charlie Chris, he's the governor. He goes out to the the airstrip and he meets Obama there, and they. He's bringing, you know, aid to the people of Florida, whatever. And so Charlie Chris goes out to greet him, shakes his hand, and they hug. Yeah, I remember this. this. People flipped out. This was a huge fucking thing. Yeah. yeah, the Republican Party was like, holy fuck, and gave him so much shit about that. Yeah. And he was like, I don't, I still don't understand. Like he, so he talks about how that moment like ended his career as a Republican because he embraced the president after his, you know, the like, entire no, state yeah, has been it, in. It was a mess. Know, yeah. I think it was Wilma because Wilma. It crisscrossed. Which yeah. was the one that crisscrossed? Wasn't it Wilma that hit us, came, went out, out to Atlantic, yeah, turned around and yeah. came back for more? I believe I think it so. Was Wilma. And it was weeks. Um, yes. With no power. With no power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that was it. So, okay. So here we go. Now we're moving on, right? So on May 12th, 2009, Chris announced that he would not run for reelection as governor in 2010, making him the first Florida governor not to run for re-election since 1964. Mm. Okay. Stupid. Yeah. Instead, he ran for the U.S. Senate. Okay, so now he wants to be a senator. (laughs) His two main opponents... Oh, God. Give me the strength to say this. please, God. His two main opponents were former Florida House Speaker Marco Rubio... Oh, my God. ...and Democratic nominee Kendrick Meek. (laughs) Do you remember Kendrick? Oh, Meek? God. He had, he had some issues, too. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what they were, but like, he's a Broward guy. I think. Oh, God. I just, just Marco Rubio's face. This is his run. He's now running for his U.S. Senate seat for the first time, right? Chris was initially the front runner in the Republican primary, but later trailed, trailed Ruby on the poll. So it's these two knuck, knuckleheads running for the Republican ticket. And Chris announced because why can't because we have starts- a damn Democrat <laughs> to be either of these two? What is wrong with us? Uh, maybe what was, is wrong? Maybe with it Florida? was his turn. <laughs> but what is wrong with Florida? I don't know. But what when is was wrong last, with Florida? A lot. I can't, I can't start the list. But when was the last time you heard Kendrick Meek's name? Yeah, I, you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, where are the people? Like, I don't even know where this person is yeah. now. All right, I'm sure he's a very nice guy. I'm not trying to be a shithead. Yeah, I'm no, just saying, like, no, what the fuck? But I mean, we, we need to be strategic here. Oh, and please. the same thing for this governorship. Like, really, we should know already. Oops. We should have someone <laughs> That's not gonna happen, who, who, who we have been. <laughs> grooming yeah, no. for the position ready no. to go to be like boom i'm taking you on let's go and instead we you know we 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 have new leadership in our florida democratic party which is great but but come on like 
you brought in the money. Now bring in, you know, bring in the people. Who are we running? Let me say this to you. If you and I, who are as attuned to what's the fuck's going on in the state, as anybody that I know, aren't excited about the two people we know are going to be candidates, right? If we're not excited about it, no one's going to be excited about it. Oh, yeah, because they don't even know. Because they don't know. Because they don't pay attention. If we, as people who pay attention, are like, eh, I guess, I mean, Charlie then Chris, who the fuck is going to vote for them? Charlie Crist? Or I and again I, I Nikki Fried okay but like I'm uh, that's sh- yeah I mean I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't I don't I don't I don't know Val Demings uh, no, Val, no, I'm Demings I, I'm I would I would I would be jumping I would jump on singing the board. singing but from I, the rooftops I wanted to run against Rubio I really really oh do. God if she that would be my please oh. if if anybody who works in her office I know you don't listen but if you, you know Something. give Val my number and please let's yes. fucking talk about she it she needs to run for something bigger she yeah she's, she's a powerhouse she's amazing oh forget about it forget about it now I'm just now I'm depressed oh well who isn't I mean I'm always depressed to just add it to the fucking list and uh. it, throw it on top of the heap uh. of piles shit I'm depressed about Woo. okay so <laughs> Charlie Crist right <laughs> He starts trailing in the in the primary in the polls against Rubio, and he's like, "Hmm, you know what I'm gonna do?" Oh goodness gracious! Because I'm good. This is what I'm good. I'm the sitting governor of this state. You know, yeah. maybe pull out. How about that? How about pull out of the race? No, no. What is he gonna do? He's going to change oh, yeah, his yeah, yeah. party affiliation from Republican. To independent. Yeah, I remember this. Okay. And I was like, what in the so hell is So now happening? we've got a three-way race. It's the stupidest between thing. Between Marco yes. Rubio, Kendrick Meek, and Charlie yes. Crist, a sitting Republican governor. Yes. But while at the same time, according to a press release from his campaign, he remained a registered Republican. <laughs> so he's not that into it. Oh. And then he officially changed his resignation, or I mean, sorry, excuse me, his registration status to non-party affiliated on May 13th, 2010. He did not return campaign contributions made while he was a Republican. <laughs> nice. And of course, Christ lost the general election. Yeah, because you can't flip-flop in the Wait middle to hear this. Yeah. of an election. Wait to hear this. He received 29.7% of the vote to Rubio's 48.9% and Meek's 20.2%. So I mean, Meek's. If Charlie, Jesus, but if Charlie had not done this and like maybe had stepped out, maybe. Now, I, I know not all the votes. Now, don't jump down my throat, people. But if you can add, if let's say all the people who voted for Chris had voted for Meek because they had this other option, it was like Rubio or Meek, yeah. then Meek would have received forty nine percent and beaten Rubio. Yeah, but I feel I like hate with this an third M- party shit. Yeah, but I feel like with an MPA, a lot more times it's they lean more conservative, don't they? He received more than the Democratic candidate. Yeah, well, <laughs> because probably because of the name recognition. Yeah, right. So by the spring of 2015, there was speculation that Chris would seek the Democratic nomination for Florida's 2016 Senate race. That would have been his third run for the seat. He lost, of course, in 98 in 2010, like we just talked about. In March 2015, Chris said he would not seek the nomination. I mean, there has to come a time where you say, wow, I lose almost every race Mm -hmm. that I run Mm -hmm. for, despite what party I'm a part of, whether I'm a Democrat or a Republican yeah. or an NPA. Maybe, maybe I should be a lobbyist. Maybe I should do something else. Maybe if I really give two craps about the state that I live in, 
will let someone really and truly win and beat. I mean, we are up against a monster yeah. in our governor's seat. And so he doesn't, ha- he can't go up against someone like he can't. DeSantis. Let he, me can't. Say this. he can't. He can't fight him. But let me he's say this to you. He's too much of a wimp. But let me say this to you. At least he gives up the wimpy We're going to see him. You know we're going to see him, right? We're going to see Charlie Chris speak. He'll come to Yo, something that we're oh, on. We'll see him in person or we'll see him somewhere. Yeah, we're going to shake gonna, his hand. We're going to see him. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, I've, Charlie. I've heard he's super charming. Now, oh, really? Yes. That's the thing about him. He remembers everybody's name. Really? remembers everybody's face. Is he charismatic? Apparently. Why do I not get that vibe when I, I see him speak? I don't know, but he's very apparently like super charming in that way where you're like dazzled by this by those teeth honey those white teeth really? and that tan apparently now i don't know i stood next to him once at a breast cancer walk i told you he was running for this for another seat which we're about to, to get into it. and my, i was had my daughter in the seat in the fucking uh stroller oh, and i was like God. this motherfucker like he was it was so annoying you so are uh, who is the guy he was like the 80s star with george is it Hamilton? Oh yes, yes. Yeah, the, with the tan. With the tan. Oh, is this that is what this he, is? So he's like that, the George Hamilton of politics. He was orange like that, with his big white teeth. Charlie Crist is the George Hamilton of politics, but nobody really likes George Hamilton. I mean, like they do. People love people love this Charlie Crist. I'm telling you. They do. They love this fucking. Well, people who know him, but the voters don't. I That's know. the point. That's who I care about. Yeah. I mean, who I, gives a fuck if people are going to vote for him? Who fucking cares? Listen, right, we gotta Charlie Chris, we got to keep he going. Might be a great, <laughs> he might be a great person outside of the political arena, but we yeah. need someone who can win Florida. That's right, Tina. You fucking tell them. So, of course. So then he takes a break from politics from like 2011 to 2014. A break. Um, oh. This little break. <laughs> a hiatus. <laughs> yeah. He goes back to Tampa and he works for a personal injury law firm, Morgan and Morgan, right? You know that big law firm, right? After expressing some interest in returning personal to the Personal injury? Yeah, he started. <laughs> That's where he goes? Out yes. of all the law. Honey, he's a Florida man. Out of all Florida the, man. Yeah, I mean, God. <laughs> Slip uh, and fall. Yeah. Call, Call Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I know the right people. Oh Ding, and there's like a little, oh a little, my God. a little star shows up on his teeth. Ding in the commercial. Oh, those white my. teeth with that white teeth that smile. Best. The fucking best. So I got three hundred thousand with Charlie. <laughs> two thumbs up. <laughs> Charlie got me five hundred thousand. Okay, so Chris Why? works. Pri- I don't know. That was <laughs> God forgive. God forgive me if we're going to hell. It's going to be fun there. So Chris oh. worked primarily in the firm's class action sector as a complex litigation attorney serving as a rainmaker for the firm. Oh, dang. Okay, so. So that money did come in. Yeah. So on December 7th, 2012, Chris announced that he had joined the Democratic Party. Wow. Yay! Wow. Yay! Wow. <laughs> Woohoo! What did he do? For the Democratic Party. Oh, bitch, please. So on July 13, <laughs> in July 2013, he, it was announced that Chris was writing a new book. The oh. book, which was titled The Party's Over, How the Extreme Right Hijacked the GOP and I Became a Democrat. Oh, was come released, on. Was released on February 2014. Now, y'all know Tina's a writer. make you know, some money you know, off Tina, of this. Tina's a writer. That bitch wants a book. She wants to put a book out. This motherfucker gets a book deal, <laughs> Tina, because he lost. Because he lost. Yeah. And lost and lost. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Good so for you. In the book, Chris details why he left the Republican Party and became a Democrat. He claimed that his career in the Republican Party was destroyed by a hug between him and Obama at a Fort Myers town hall on February 10th, 2009. Oh, that's, that's what it was. Where's so, Obama? Obama's probably says, like, oh, yeah, why rolling are you his using eyes. me? Why are you using me? Don't like even that? talk to me about, I'll tell you why I'm a piss at the Obama's in this story, but I'll, we'll get to it in a second. But it says in the book, quote, it was the kind of hug I'd exchanged with thousands and thousands of Floridians over the years. I didn't think a thing about it as it was happening, but it ended, it ended my viable life as a Republican politician. I, I would never have a future in my old party again. My bipartisan hopes and dreams I would discover soon enough to my shock and disappointment were vastly overstated and hopelessly out of date. Oh, oh, please. Now, you know that hug was played during Marco Rubio's commercials. <laughs> like, look at him. Oh, he's talking Obama, right? Like, that was totally fucking played during those commercials. Oh, my God. I just. The devil. It's so ridiculous. It's so, so ridiculous. Meanwhile, Marco Rubio is over there hugging Trump now. Oh I mean, God. give me a break. In Please. May 2014, however, Chris told Fusion's Jorge Ramos that he had left the Republican Party because of its racial attitudes. He said, quote, I couldn't be consistent with myself and my core beliefs and stay with a party that was so unfriendly toward the African-American president. I'll just go there. I was a Republican and I saw the activists and what they were doing. It was intolerable to me. The Washington Post, Chris Caliza rejected this claim, citing Tampa Bay Times political editor Adam Smith as saying that Chris, quote, was happy as a Republican when the polls showed him leading Marco Rubio by 20 mm-hmm. points, end quote. Saliza wrote that the that Chris's party switch, quote, ep- epitomized for many within the Republican base that Chris lacked any core principles or beliefs and instead simply went with whatever was popular at the moment, end quote. He is fickle. I mean, he has a reputation yeah. for... Going where the wind blows. But if you watch this, you're like, what? What? Okay, so here we go. Now, in two in on November first, two thousand thirteen, Chris files to run for governor of Florida as a Democrat. <sighs> and I, I gotta tell you, so let's see, 2013, this was eight years ago. I lost my fucking mind when this happened. Like I was calling political radio shows and like people from democratic parties were on these calls like as guests and i'd call and i and i would say what i'd say what the fuck i'd say what the fuck are you guys doing i he was just so the republican much. governor <laughs> he was just the republican governor are you out of your fucking mind and, and then you get click like they hang up with but like what are you doing yeah he literally was just our republican governor telling the lgbtq community to go fuck themselves yes. what are you fucking doing this is not okay. No. But guess what, Tina? He wins the fucking Democratic nomination. He sure wins does. the primary. Okay, so now I remember guess this. Who, Obama's come down here. They're fucking stumping for this motherfucker. Yeah. Well, okay. once he gets the nomination, what are you gonna do? You gotta Oh God, please. So and, fine. Fine. But that's what's gonna happen again, by the way. That's what's uh, gonna happen again. And we sit on things that we might have to go ahead and prop this motherfucker up. So you better be ready for that. <laughs> you better be ready. Are gonna be knocking doors? <laughs> no. The other Dem nominee. Oh, oh, so remember this. So the other nominee. I would have to knock doors to beat DeSantis. That's the thing. That's true. All right. Don't don't skew it that I might have to do it. Um, But remember (laughs) who his, do you remember who was running against him in the primary? It was, it was former, former Florida state Senate minority leader and current Broward County commissioner, Nan Rich. She was the other nominee. I don't remember that. Yeah. And I got to tell you something else. I remember that. That Nan Rich, and there was somebody running her campaign. Oh, I can't remember her name right now. Oh, she's so awesome. She's still around. She's an older lady. She's great. They were fucking furious about this. 
because a lot of Dems jumped on the Charlie Chris train and they're, they were, yeah. both of them were like, what the fuck are you yeah, doing? It's right? Not right. It's not right. It's fucked up. It's not right. It's not. Especially if you have someone that's a good candidate. Yes. And then this guy just rolls in because he decides to switch parties yeah. and tries to run on that name recognition. And he can Get raise, out. and he can raise money too. So Chris was defeated, of course, in the general election by Republican incumbent Rick Scott. He started, he ran yes. against somebody who had already been. Oh, that's who we ran yes. against Rick Scott one of the worst governors yep. in the history of the state of Florida thank you evil, thanks, evil motherfucker thanks Charlie Chris and that was the best we could come up with yeah. was the Republican governor right before Rick Scott yeah okay Chris holds the rare distinction of losing a statewide general election in Florida as a Republican as a Democrat and as an yes. independent that's what I'm saying like you keep <laughs> like this has to be a sign this is a sign saying sorry Right. All signs I mean, point favorite. to no. Yeah. This, this All is my, signs point to no. My head's exploding. He's got the magic eight ball. Honey. Don't do it. Yeah. The omens are there. No. Read the tea leaves. Please. God. So what does he do? What does our friend do next? So it, on October 20th, 2015, Chris announced that he would seek the Democratic nomination for Florida's 13th congressional district, his home district in the 2016 U.S. House of Reps election. So now he's going to run for oh, congressional seat. Yeah, come on. He had previously announced on give Twitter up, that he would not run for political ghost. office in 2016, yeah, give, but give up the ghost, he did it anyway. So, uh, Republican. <laughs> um <laughs> so stupid. I just feel like I'm on drugs. You know when you were saying during your story, like I'm loopy. Yeah. I'm fucking loopy yeah. right now. I just, this is this is, my, this is a, the whole thing's uncanny because it's I'm loopy because I know what happens next, yes. and it makes me even worse. Okay, so Republican incumbent David Jolly, who had who succeeded 43 year incumbent Bill Young in a 2014 special election, was vacating the seat to run for the same Senate seat which Chris had run for in '98 and 2010. But when Senator Marco Rubio decided to run for reelection, Jolly dropped out of the Senate race and sought re-election in the House, even though the 13th District had become significantly friendlier to Democrats when a court tossed out Florida's original congressional map. Okay, the new map drew nearly all of St. Petersburg, along with most of the uh, more Democratic southern portion of Pinellas County in 13, into the 13th District. By the way, I fucking love St. Pete. Well, that's another place we should go. I don't think we've covered a lot in St. Pete, but we should just go to Hathbun. Bye! Okay, St. Pete's like the somewhere. best, the most fun city. Um, if you want to go so have some fun in Florida, go to St. Pete. The district had been in Republican hands without interruption since 1955 and had been one of the first areas of Florida to turn Republican. Mm. However, it had become more of a swing district at the presidential level since the 1990s. It has supported a Democrat for its president in all but one election since 1992. In the general election, Chris defeated Jolly 52 to 48 percent, becoming the first Democrat to win the seat in 62 years. Ooh. So now he's in the House, right? And in 2018, Chris was endorsed by the League of Conservation Voters Action Fund, which called him, quote, a leader on protecting Florida from and planning for the impacts of climate change during his time as governor and in Congress, end quote. Okay. Okay. So he wins a second term with 57% of the vote in 2018. Here's a little bit about how he switched on issues. So on immigration, uh, in July 2017, Chris was one of five Democrats to vote to fund President Trump's border wall. And then the next day, issues a statement saying that he opposed the border wall. <laughs> I, why? Why, Chris? 
You son of a bitch. All right. Same-sex marriage. On. I talked about this earlier, but he announced that on May 9th, 2013, he announced that he supports same-sex marriage. And he said, quote, I most certainly support marriage equality here in Florida and look forward to the day it happens here. Um, both in 2006, but, you know, before this, in 2006 and 2008, Chris announced that he supported the federal marriage amendment. But by 2010, he had ad- endorsed adoption for gay couples. So he's jumping all over the place. Yeah. Gun control following the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting yeah. in December 2012. Chris announced a reversal of some of his previous stances on gun control. Um, so he's maybe somebody who changed his mind after that. Before 2012, he had sometimes accused his opponents of not supporting gun rights strongly enough. He was also endorsed by the NRA in 2006. In 2012, Chris announced that he supported reinstating the federal assault weapons ban, banning high-capacity magazines, and instating more extensive background checks. In the wake of the Stoneman Douglas High School shooting, he announced his support for additional measures, including a ban on bump stocks, and also said he does not support arming teachers. When he left the gubernatorial office in 2011, Chris had an A rating from the NRA, and in 2016, he had an F rating for the NRA. Mm. Okay. So why are we talking about Charlie Chris today, Tina? Why are we going <sighs> through the long history of Charlie Chris as a politician? Because after everything we just said, on May 4th, 2021, yep. Charlie Chris announced that he is going to run for Florida <sighs> governor again. As a Democrat. It's unbelievable. Even though we have a nominee. Like, let's be honest. It's fucking Nikki Freed. Yeah. I'd love other people to jump in. Great. I yes. love it. But she's going to, she's the party darling. Yes. She's been the party darling for she the last been. fucking four years. She has been. She's the the only statewide elected Democrat right now is the agricultural commissioner. Yeah. And she gave a pretty good speech after DeSantis signed that voting yes. rights bill. That I was very impressed. The first time I ever saw her, I was yes. like, oh, okay. She fucking looks tough as fuck right now. Yeah. So, all right. She's the fucking party baby. She's the leader of the party. Let her have it. Let her go. Why are you jumping in this race? You've already lost every fucking time. Every time. What are you doing? What are you doing? Right. And why would you risk the seat? Yeah. Why would you risk it? Why do you think you can win now? I think think I can win. I think Freed could go toe to toe with DeSantis more than Chris could. She's the only Democrat that won four years ago statewide. Everybody else, nobody else won. No she one was else the only won. one who fucking pulled it out. And that was after a goddamn recount, yes. motherfucker. Okay. So Scott Maxwell, who's a, a writer, a journalist with the Orlando Sentinel, he wrote a fucking amazing piece about this announcement and Charlie running again. So Ooh. I just want to read you some of my favorite quotes from this, what he, this editorial because, girl, talk about reading someone to filth. It was so fucking good. Well, here's the first one that I know you're going to love. Quote, in some ways, Charlie is the perfect candidate for the Florida Democratic Party. A proven loser. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh. Snap, 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 snap. Uh, next one, quote, but Charlie is also a human weather vane. Pick a topic. Offshore oil drilling, <laughs> school choice. Charlie has probably been on both sides, end quote. Mm. Quote, as a Democrat, he champions LGBTQ rights. As a Republican, he joined the effort to ban gay marriage. As a Republican, he bashed Obamacare. As a Democrat, he campaigned for Barack Obama, end quote. Uh, two more. Sorry. I just love no, this article great. so much. These are great. It's sh- I mean, it's but, perfect. But guess what? That's going to be on every yep. political flyer. That's right. It's going to be on every uh, TV oh, ad. So it's everywhere. You, it's going to be everywhere. Uh, yeah. me, and if he ends up being the nominee, yeah. that's why we're going to lose. That's right. And there's two more quotes. And then okay. I want to say something about what DeSantis said that day. Cause it was so fucking brilliant. Uh, quote, I respect enlightenment. 
But Charlie's stances look less like evolutions and more like political convenience. Ooh, I like that one. (laughs) Quote, I'm not sure he could even win next year's Democratic primary. He might just muck it up, prompting Democrats to spend a lot of money they don't have. Which we also know is really fucking true. We are not a party that has been been building and building and building, waiting for this fucking seat to take the seat. We have not been doing that. That's true. I, now, God bless you. Uh, I'm not sending out bad vibes to Manny Diaz and the Florida Democratic Party, no, no, no. the people who are trying to turn that shit. I'm not trying to send you bad vibes. But you have not been given, you've been given a pile of shit. You've inherited a pile of shit and you're trying to shine it and I fucking get it. But if this is who we're getting behind Manny Diaz, if this is who we're getting behind, you've already lost my support. Yes. So we better fucking move on. Okay. So DeSantis, the day Charlie announces DeSantis is all over the state. You know, he loves going, he's all over the place, like shitting himself all over the place. He fucking shit all over Charlie Chris so hard that I was (laughs) retweeting the quotes. They were so fucking good. (laughs) But one of his quotes was like, oh, this is funny. He's, DeSantis goes, oh, I'd love to see it. He goes, what is he going to? What's he going to run as a Republican, a Democrat, independent? We never know with Charlie Chris. And I was like, oh, yeah, like he's so fucking right. He's so right. It's the first time I ever agreed with fucking yep. Ron DeSantis. Ugh. Okay. So here's this other thing, which has kind of always been this under, uh, this is the last thing, but the, this underbelly of Charlie Crist. Okay. And I don't say this with like joy and I don't say this with like, this is fucking like, I am telling you this because this is what I always knew about Charlie Chris. And this is what's been reported about Charlie Chris. And even though it's alleged, uh, I think it's really important because I think it also adds to the character of Charlie Christ. Here we go. Okay. So Chris was one of the electeds that was, was a subject that was covered in the 2009 documentary outrage. So I've talked about this film before uh, when I covered Larry Craig. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the film presents a narrative discussing the hypocrisy of people that are purported in the documentary to be closeted gay or bisexual politicians who promote anti-gay legislation. Mm. So Charlie Crist is heavily talked about in this documentary. Oh. Uh, former Broward New Times reporter Bob Norman, who is fucking amazing. We had his wife, Brittany Wallman, on the yes. show. Yes. Uh, and we'd love to have Bob Norman. I'd love to have Bob Norman. He's in the film. And he's discussing all of his articles he wrote in 2006. Uh, where he talks to these two gentlemen who have said they had a relationship with Charlie Chris. So Jason Weatherington. Allegedly. allegedly. Jason Weatherington and Bruce Carlton Jordan were two campaign staffers for Catherine Harris that claimed to have affairs with Charlie Chris. Norman has said that while there wasn't any proof proof, like a videotape or photos, there was something definitely there worth reporting. There was enough evidence to say that we can print this. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, Jason Weatherington had told several people that he was in a relationship with Charlie Chris and they all verified the same story. When he went in and interviewed all of these people, they were at these parties, they were talking to them. They all told Bob Norman the same fucking story. There you go. I mean, um, and again, that I, well, they were in a relationship. All, they had, you know, conversations about, uh, so she, the guy, he had told somebody at a party that he was in a relationship with Charlie, with Charlie. And she's like, Oh, who's Charlie? Charlie Chris. And she was like, Oh wow. Is it difficult to be in a relationship with someone like, so like she could, that, that's in such a high position. Is that hard? Like she recalled imme- details yeah. word for word of these conversations that she had with him and other people did as well. Okay. So once <sighs> Chris announced he was running for a higher office when he was running for that Senate seat, Weatherington promptly left the state. Like he moved out of the state. Um, he's continually denied that he was gay. He's been married twice. So he was married in July to that 1979 for, to someone named Amanda Morrow and they divorced a year later. 
Okay. Um, he became engaged to Carol Rome on July 3rd, 2008. Now, when this 2008, happened. 2008, so he was not married from... Night. That whole time. Okay. Bachelor, right? But the July 3rd, 2008 engagement, I will never forget it because this is when the presidential election, the primary, right before the primary yeah. in August, and he was all over the state trying to become the VP nominee. And all of these gay things were coming out again. Like all of these things were coming out all the time. Rumors, rumors, rumors. He became engaged to this woman. And I, I remember thinking how sad it was. Right. That because he, he was trying to set himself up as, in my opinion. Oh, no, 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 and no. And what it looked like I am, publicly. I am the publicly. Good, yeah, I am the family man. Yeah, I'm a straight I'm, guy. Yeah. Because you can't have this bachelor VP candidate with gay rumors out there on the Republican ticket. That's that's the that's what I saw, right? Um, and I always thought it was so and, sad. And we've talked about this in other stories yes. where I think you may have covered it, where where um, it was like, hey man, you you have to get married. Like we're yes. you, we we want you the to run. Image. You need to have this image yeah. of being this upstanding family values kind of person, right? So there's this expectation, which is a shame because you should not it have, is a shame. like marriage should not be a requirement right. to be right. uh, a high level politician. Uh, agreed. It, you know? So after nine months of dating, they married on December 12, 2008 at the First Methodist Church in St. Petersburg, where he's a member of the church. And in February 2017, they announced they were filing for divorce. So that's the thing about me and Charlie Chris. It's like, yes, he flip flop, flip flop, but there's yeah. always been this underlying thing. And I have to say this too. I don't care what, what who you fuck. Yeah. Like, I don't fuck. I don't care. Right. I don't care if you're a Republican who you fuck, if you're a Democrat who you fuck. Yeah. I don't care. Right. That's not my business. But when but you pass laws. That's right. That's where we have a problem. Stuff that's right. Against people yes. who want to do what they want to do. Yeah. Come on now, Charlie. That's the whole part of like with Larry Craig. Larry Craig was right. out of uh, Utah, I believe, was one of the worst. Oh, he was terrible. And he was over there tapping his foot in airports looking for a fucking strange. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I don't, this is the kind of shit I'm talking about. It's one thing to go, oh, I'm going to run for Republican. Oh, I'm going to be an independent. Uh, yeah. But you're over here doing the kind Denying of shit that you're talking about. People. And don't even get me started about where the gay community was when he was doing that and talking about the federal yeah. marriage amendment. And they're Give like, me excuse me? Yeah. Okay. Give me a break. That's all I'm saying about Charlie Chris. Oh, so Charlie. now how do we all feel about him being our nominee? Yeah, like, come, come on, guys. No. Come on. There's better choices out there. And, you know, three strikes are out, Charlie. You tried it three times. Just be happy with what you have right now and, and, and don't muck it up. He's, all, he's the first person to announce. He's the first person to announce. But I, I'm really surprised um, at... at, at some of the people I see supporting. Uh, hello. I, I really am. Really am. I think it's somebody that they're comfortable with too. They're comfortable with this older white guy. Yeah. No. You know what I mean? And he can raise a lot of money. So why don't you, ra why don't you help raise a lot of money for, yeah, for a good That's candidate? right. Get the fuck out of the way. You know? I mean, if you have that skill, use the skill. Say. Here's another, but here's another thing. You were given a gift of the fucking U.S. House rep seat. What a fucking yes. gift that is. You can run and run and run. It's a Democratic yeah. district. What Keep the it. fuck are you that's doing? That's what I'm saying. It's like, just be comfortable. You why have Why is that thing. not enough? And that's another reason why Ego. there's something wrong Ego. here. Why Ego. are you running for this? Why do you want that seat? Why do you want that mansion again? What the fuck is going yeah. on with you? What are you going to do? Who cares? This time around. Yeah. 
You've been blessed po- politically to get another chance, and, another chance, another and, chance. And you. Uh, we need to get that guy on the show to talk and, about the ego, the and, political ego. Yeah, and you left. You you know, you had the chance to to run for your seat and you left. And now we yeah. got to put you back in. Yeah. You didn't well, want the job in the yeah. first place. And like, <laughs> and now we're going to trust that you're, are you going to run the next time? By the way, he left and Rick Scott got in. Yeah, come like on. that's who you gave us. You yeah. gave us one of the worst governors for yeah. fucking eight years. You piece of shit. We can't, we Fuck can't, you. Yeah, no, we can't trust it. You were, you were a moderate Republican who was on the, on the good side of, you know, it looks like he was on the good side of abortion. And this is who you fucking handed yeah. us. Rick Scott. I mean, he Get destroyed, the, that's unforgivable. he destroyed this. Yeah, it's unforgivable for me. Get <sighs> the fuck out of here. So sign me up. Who's next? I know I, this is yeah. never, never Chris. That's my hashtag. Hashtag <gasps> never Chris. God bless him. God bless. But yeah. Not in this fucking yeah, house. Not, bitch. Not, no, yeah. Not in the governor's <laughs> house, man. Oh, Tina. What a, what a week. What a week. Yeah. This week was awful. Oh, you poor thing. Well, now you can rest. Do you have any more work this week? I do at okay. the end of the week. Okay. So you got time to rest. I just feel like I'm behind. You know how it is. Like, I feel like just as a parent, you can't be sick because then it's like everything oh, you got to catch up with and oh forget it let it go let, let it go, go. <laughs> <laughs> we can't ever say that again i know i, know. I can't ever say so oh do you want gosh. so the, so tina for the first minute and a half of this recording <laughs> fucked up the opening so many times but it was hilarious oh my god do you want me to put that at the end of the episode yes you guys right, can listen to all right blooper. Just embarrassing blooperness i love it i'm gonna do it oh my god and me sitting there going are you gonna be okay are we gonna be able to get through this are we gonna be able to do this oh poor tina well listen I appreciate you coming in and doing this. I'm sorry that it's so behind. I feel terrible. who gives a shit? Tomorrow I'll put out clips. I'll put two clips. I'll put one in the morning, one in the afternoon. How's that? Yeah. We're all fixed. We're fixed. We're back on schedule. Who gives a fuck? (laughs) So lovely. And uh, yeah, I was going to ask you how your Mother's Day was, but you were sick in the the ER. So that's probably not the best place to spend a Mother's Day. Um, you know, my, my boys were so lovely. Oh, they're so lovely. And then I watched movies. I watched the weirdest movie. What is it? It's called ghost story with Casey Affleck. And it's sort of like art house uh-huh. film school kind of movie. And it's literally the ghost is in a sheet. Oh with God. Two eye help holes. Me. Oh God. And it's not like, and it's so sad. Oh no. It's so sad. And it's these, the, it's just these really slow takes of 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 grief and it's just oh my god the ghost you know back in his house standing there and it's it's, you just it's just him and for like a good three minutes oh my god and then it turns and it's like a long time on on the wife who's grieving and she's just eating a pie like eating a whole pie it's like 10 minutes and he's watching her doing that yeah and then it's but time is passing and it's so sad and it's that, very is odd. That, is that what you would, is that if your husband died, would you be eating pie? Is that, would, would that be your go-to grief food? Well, it wasn't even like her go-to grief food. It's like someone had dropped it off and she just starts eating it. And then like, oh. she, but like she eats it and eats it to the point. Yeah. It, it, like, and she vomits. Jesus. It's just, it's really, and it's like not a lot of talking. It's very odd. Was he the ghost? He's the ghost. <laughs> yes. How do you know it's him? Well, you, I mean, you have to see it because like he, he, you know, he, he dies. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, and then it's like time in the house, Jesus. you know, is going by. Yeah. And then, you know, like other people move in and then like, it's and like, he's still there. 
Yeah, and then it's like then he's in the past and in the future, and then but but it's he's just the whole time you, it's just this sh- this sh- person standing still. Jesus, it's very <laughs> weird. But How it do you was, even find this shit? I'm over here watching Shit's <laughs> Creek again. <laughs> I just I happened upon it, and I said, "Well, let me check this out." And my husband was like, "Oh no, I I heard some good things about it." I said, "Well, I'll just watch it," and it was very short. It's an hour and a half, but it feels long because it's just these long shots of just. Yeah. Nothing. You know? I know what it's, I wanted to say to you. Oh. Um, P.S. This bitch goes over to Barefoot Lobo's house again. Oh. Again by herself. Oh, remember okay. when she remember when she picked up my birthday shirt? Okay. Remember that, everybody? P.S. Then P.S. I get a picture S. of Barefoot Lobo and Tina like, hi. And I'm like, oh, uh, hi. <laughs> I hate you. Don't talk to me anymore. So, P.S. I told you I was going to go see his I lovely know, wife. But I didn't know Barefoot was going to be there. That's I didn't know either. Bullshit. I was I'm in the middle of work. And then he comes home and he's like, oh, I got sent home early. Like, uh, you know, tw- oh, he left end. early. He's like, Tina, there <laughs> on the tail end goes. of me. Yeah. Um, being, she is so helpful. She's lovely. So she already like figured out one thing. Nice. Um, and I'm hoping she figures out this other thing and then we can go live with our website and it's going to be, awesome. be so exciting. <laughs> like I'm waiting for that. Like I just want it to be That's great. Awesome. But she was really, really, really helpful. Well, I appreciate that. Yes, I do. And it was so funny because he's like, "We got to send this picture to Hillary," and this, I was like, "And I was like, is. and then I was like, oh, I'm gonna post it on online and she'll Look freak at out. this. Look at this. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable with this guy. It was so funny. It's not stop fucking with me, basically. I, Even on their yeah. podcast, that Cody. Every time I leave a message, she's like, "Oh, she never stops talking." Like, he's, I'm like, "What is this bullshit?" And then he talks. He said, and there's a little, uh, like, there's a little laugh after where I'm like, I think that's supposed to be funny. And then, and then he's like, she leaves, somebody left a really long message. And I'm like, Tina leaves fucking 20 minute fucking messages over there. Oh, and did so, I leave? Oh, did I do? I didn't listen to this week's because I was sick. No, no, no. It was uh, the one when you left about reading books to the kids. I'm like, this oh. message is like three I, minutes I, long. I left Nobody another message, but I don't think they ever played it. No, I think they did this week. Oh, maybe they did. I remember hearing your voice. Oh. I was listening to us falling asleep and I had to re-listen to it, but. You and Rusty are my competition now for leaving messages. <gasps> Some guy named Rusty. All right. Um, okay. So I will see you next week. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our website, themuckpodcast.fireside.fm, and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level. Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do it without you. Music for The Muck Podcast, written and performed by Sean Doherty. Welcome to episode 72 of The Muck Podcast, where we discuss the dark... (laughs) I feel like I haven't done this in like five years. We're off. It's true. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I really love to keep all of this in. Fuck. Okay. Including that. Can we I will add it at the end okay. as a bloopers reel. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to episode seventy two. Oh my god. <laughs> it's, go I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Do you want me to do it? No. Okay. I'm <laughs> it's delirium. Yeah. I was delirious. I hallucinated. Tina, can we do this episode? Because I don't want to be up till midnight, please. Oh my God, look at you. Okay. Oh my God. What a mess. I'm sorry.
Okay, don't. I'm not looking. I'm not looking at you. Go ahead. Okay. Welcome to episode two of the Muck Podcast. Where we episode just... what? Two. <laughs> oh my god. Do you need some water or something? Are you gonna be okay? This is incredible. This never happens. I know. I'm I think t- it's happened once. I'm I'm totally off my game. You don't understand. All right. This is this is. Make no. sure the mic's not touching that foam thing. Hours of no sleep, of no yeah. food, of just craziness. Yeah. Okay. 